We're back now with more Reset. I'm your host, Sasha Ann Simons. Tomorrow will be one year since the mass shooting during Highland Park's Independence Day Parade. Now, earlier this hour, we talked about an upcoming documentary that's called Memorial, and it features the stories and voices of people who survived the shooting. Now we'll hear from more survivors about what life's been like a year after the tragedy and their push for gun safety reform. Elliot Lieberman is a physician leader with the nonprofit advocacy group March 4th. Welcome back to the show, Dr. Lieberman. Thanks for having me again, Sasha Ann. And Scott Tinkoff and Martin Rossin are board members of One Aim Illinois. That's a nonprofit that's working to educate, advocate, and end gun violence in the state. Welcome to you both. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. So uh, a lot's happened in the past year. Uh, how are you feeling about the anniversary that's coming up? I'll start with you, Martin. It's uh, it's tough, to be honest, right? Um, it, it feels like a long year. Uh, my wife and I were, were just talking this morning. We were at the parade with our young girls, and our goal is really to just to get through this week whole. Um, you know, we, all, all four of us in the entire community has, has been impacted, and I think Elliot, Scott, and myself have all turned that into advocacy work that's helped us uh, integrate the, the experience we had a year ago, mm-hmm. but uh, it's been very, very hard. Scott, how are you feeling as we approach the anniversary? Yeah, I think what Martin said is is very true. Uh, trying to get through uh, this week, some of the joy that always was kind of this, you know, middle of summer celebration uh, has been taken away. Um, but you just try to uh, stay strong for our kids. Martin and I both have young children and, uh, you know, just try to get through this step by step. What's on your mind, Dr. Lieberman? Well, I think it's, I think it's certainly been a struggle. I don't think I ever would have imagined that this tragedy would have happened to anyone close to me, let alone myself. And although my family and myself were all thankful that no one, you know, that we know personally was injured, we see the emotional scars and wounds within our friends, neighbors, and even in our own home. It's not easy to drive down Central Avenue in Highland Park and avoid reliving that day. You can, in your mind, see the gun smoke again filling our streets and envision hundreds of people running toward you in fear. Mm. So as we reflect on this one year, I think it's important that, you know, again, we remain thankful that no one that we know personally was injured. However, you know, we, we've learned to use our voices to really push forward and do everything in our power to prevent this from happening in another community. I'm going to stick with you for another moment, Dr. Lieberman. Talk more about how you've seen the Highland Park community really come together, especially thinking back to the first few weeks after the parade. I think that there were a lot of unknowns at first. People didn't, at least in the first few hours, of course, even know if there was safety walking down our streets as the uh, perpetrator had not yet been apprehended. Mm-hmm. And then I think the focus thereafter was making sure that all the kids were able to get on their camp buses and, and resume normal lives and, and not let this, this fear of not knowing where in the world is safe overtake us. We have to return to our normal lives. And for me and and a few others in the community, take this as an opportunity to prevent mass tragedy in other places in this country. Do you plan on attending any memorial or Independence Day events? I think that for tomorrow, our family 
in particular has always been very much focused on our, on our own healing and being together. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to spend some time together with the people that we're with every single year and just make sure that we're checking in on each other and giving each other the attention uh, that we need. We, we pay respects to those who were victim to this tragedy on a regular basis and visit the memorial in town. Um, so we're going to take tomorrow to heal for ourselves. I imagine, Martin, that, you know, people cope in different ways after a tragedy like this. Can you talk us through your process? Yeah, I'd, I'd be happy to. And, and um, I agree with everything Dr. Lieberman said. It was, uh, I think it was shocking for us all. And what our family has really tried to do uh, is focus on the positives that you that, that you can find here. Yeah. And be grateful um, for... Um, you know, our, our direct family being safe and then, and then try and give back. So, you know, immediately after the event, thinking the, the next day, mm-hmm. um, I, I was just overwhelmed with the amount of support, love, resources that, that were poured into Highland Park um, from all of Highland Park, all of the surrounding suburbs, Chicago, and really across the country. Um, uh I went to Highland Park High School the very next day. They, are, they already had um, counselors available, um, grief counselors who were dedicating their time. Right. Um, and I, I view that as the start of my, my healing and integration journey. Um, and I'm proud to say and encourage others, uh, all four members of my family, myself, my wife, and our two children have all received uh, mental health um, services, th- you know, therapy, counseling. Um, and it's been incredibly in, invaluable um, mm. to to managing this experience and uh, and integrating it into our lives. So one one of the things we learned early on is that we don't have the option of of it not happening anymore. It happened. Um, it happened. Um, it happened to our community. It, it was a tragedy and and uh, you know a horrific act against our society and our community. Um, but we have to move forward together. Um, and so. The way that it's brought the community together and and shown that that, that love is, is more powerful than hate um, was a really beautiful thing and and we can get into it a little bit later but you know part of my healing journey then moved into the advocacy effort moved into the work mm-hmm. uh, Scott on that note when and why did you feel activism was the next best step for you my wife and I have always been highly involved in uh, different causes mostly around children, athletics, um, special needs. And uh, as soon as uh, we experienced this, you know, we spent three hours uh, huddled on the floor of a gas station with our two young boys. Um, you have a lot of time to try and process that uh, in the moment and certainly a lot of time to process it thereafter, and you're left thinking about it. Um, and as uh, both Dr. Lieberman and, and Martin mentioned, um, you're trying to find a way to turn that anxiety, turn that grief, turn that pain into something positive. Um, and so within days, uh, both my wife and I started looking for other opportunities in the community to get involved, uh, to ensure that this wasn't happening elsewhere, but also realizing that not only were we the lucky ones, um, but Highland Park, you saw all of the, the outpouring of support from all over Mm -hmm. and there are other communities that don't get that same level of support when these things happen. These mass shootings get uh, a lot of attention, but there's gun violence every day across this country. 
and uh, really wanted to do something uh, and found one aim uh, as a place where our voices were heard, but also were heard in a way that was making real change with uh, legislation in policy uh, that can really impact our families, other families, and people across the state. Dr. Lieberman, I, I want to ask you the same question. Um, you know, why did grief turn into action? Because you're also involved with March 4th, right? That's an organization pushing for an assault weapons ban at the federal level. Absolutely. So right after the parade, my wife wound up joining quickly with March 4th and went to Washington, D.C. And she's also a physician. She's a pediatrician. And what we realized was that the public health message and data that supports a lot of this legislation really wasn't being brought to the table in the right voice. So what we have really created in the past year is a coalition of gun safety experts and physicians and injury prevention prevention experts from across the country and really allowed them to engage in those discussions with their specific federal representation. What we saw last year right before the Highland Park Parade was really the first significant piece of legislation, the Bipartisan Safer Communities Act, being um, signed into law right after the parade, but really passing Congress before the parade, um, what we saw was the ability for bipartisan support for gun safety legislation. And things don't happen overnight, but mm-hmm. it's really that momentum from that piece of legislation that we can then drive the discussions to bring us closer to the goals that we really need to meet to make communities safer. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We're talking with three survivors of the Highland Park shooting about their push for gun safety reform. Elliot Lieberman is a physician leader with March 4th. Scott Tinkoff and Martin Rawson are board members of One Aim Illinois. Uh, let's get back to you here, Martin, and shift to talking about One Aim Illinois' efforts over the past year. So the January assault weapons ban, uh, it was almost immediately under attack, right? What goes through your mind as you encounter those kinds of setbacks? They're, the setbacks were expected. Or the, or, or the challenges were expected. Is there any part of you that, that's questioning if a push to ban assault weapons is the right move, though? Not at all. <laughs> Why not? No, no, no questioning. Um, and and for, first, I, I want to just, um, again, thank Dr. Lieberman for his work. I, I think it's important to recognize that uh, gun advocates have been incredibly uh, organized historically. Um and, and gun violence prevention groups have been more scattered and, and less organized. And I, I think we see those outcomes in our society today. So I, I want to celebrate the number of groups that are working towards these positive aims that are bringing amazing resources and are forming a, a coalition, right? So, so we're all working together and stronger. And so while one aim is focused on specifically Illinois, mm-hmm. um, it's the things that March 4th and other organizations are trying on a federal level are incredibly important, albeit even tougher. Um, so in, in Illinois, uh, we are really proud of the federal or the, the state level assault weapons ban and, and high caliber magazines um, that were banned. We knew it was going to be tested. Uh, I think everyone felt really strong about the legal basis. Um, and so that's that's all playing out in the courts now. But um, one aim as an organization um, doesn't have any concerns, any, any true legitimate yeah. concerns about it, it, it being repealed. What progress have you seen through your work at One Aim Illinois? 
So, you know, that was a, was a big piece of legislation that we're thrilled with. The the other that got less press but also is really important uh, was just this past May. Um, there was legislation passed that uh, repeals immunity that gun manufacturers had from deceptive marketing practices. So things like advertising guns to kids mm-hmm. uh, with pink uh, spray paint. Um truly advertising guns in a, a paramilitary, uh, true assault weapon, military-grade um, basis as, as a reason to, to buy and own a gun, things that are, are just audacious, um, they could do with impunity. And so now in the state of Illinois, uh, just like any other consumer product, um, they can be held accountable for how they're marketing um, th- their products to our communities. Dr. Lieberman, uh, with March 4th, what progress have you made in recent weeks on the federal ban? I think there's been a lot of exciting things that have happened in the past year. And even though we are currently in a split Congress, there has been quite a bit of movement. On on June 13th, the House representatives signed uh, three different discharge petitions for three different uh, gun safety bills. And this move is really important because it shows that the majority of members of the, mostly on the Democratic side, um, in the House of Representatives are in support of this legislation, and it is critical for them. They signed these petitions for the assault weapons ban, expanded universal background checks, mm-hmm. and closing the Charleston loophole, which prevents gun purchases uh, to move forward if, by default, if a background check has not been completed within three days. And if they can get 218 members in Congress in the House uh, to sign these discharge positions, then it reflexively will require a vote on the floor. So we are demanding a debate for these bills because they're critical for saving lives. What one aim has been able to accomplish here in Illinois is really important. What we do see across the United States is strong state gun safety legislation is very important. These gun laws work, but what's also important to know is that guns don't know borders. And it is important to continue to push for all of this on a federal level and to use the evidence from the states to show that these laws work. Right. Well, we're, we're just about out of time, Scott, but if someone isn't convinced by this point that we need an assault weapons ban, what do you hope they take away from this conversation today? I hope that people see that this can happen anywhere, uh, that this impacts real people. And even if you haven't um, felt the impact of gun violence, um, you know, that there are so many people grieving and dealing with it. Uh, And also, I I think, echoing what Dr. Lieberman just said, uh, as far as, you know, strong state legislation leading Mm -hmm. to national policy, Uh, the more that we can all get together, uh, make changes locally have our voices heard get involved uh the more change that we can see uh and the safer our communities will be scott tinkoff and martin rossen are board members of one aim illinois and elliot lieberman is a physician leader with march 4. thank you all so much for sharing your experiences with us today thank you for having us